I'm on the top of the world looking down on creation. That's called climbing mountains. And for most of us, climbing mountains takes a long time. We need endurance to do that because it's an activity that takes a long time to do. So I need endurance. And that's a great question, isn't it? Where does endurance come from? If I'm training people for endurance, how do I get them fit enough, strong enough, capable of doing a long distance event of any kind? Or is life an endurance event? And I'm standing here as a very old lady knowing that my life has come uh, many decades of time and I've had to endure a lot of things. How about you? So if you're really young, endurance might mean I need to have enough energy or, or strength or resilience to be able to climb a mountain or do a marathon or half marathon or cross-country race at school or something that requires more than a short, intense burst of activity. But when you're as old as I am, it might be that you want to have endurance to handle a whole tough day, handle a whole tough year. Uh, if you've lived in 2020, 21, 22, uh, it felt like a very long time. You might have needed your endurance muscles to be really strong to be able to deal with all the stuff that happened in those years. So how do we create endurance? And it's an interesting question as an exercise professional because usually we talk about uh, sprint training, we talk about strength training, we talk about endurance training, we talk about flexibility and maybe mental toughness. And if we wrap up what exercise is, the exercise physiologists and the people that would love the world to be healthy, fit and strong have all shared with me that exercise has many components. So Rowie, don't call yourself a fitness professional because fitness is just one part of exercise. There's training to be uh, really fit, which is sprinting, uh, training to have endurance, which is long distance, obviously, training to be really strong, so you've got long, uh, strong muscles and bones, so you can go for a long time if you need endurance, because you've got bones and muscles that can handle that. And then, of course, your endocrine system and hormonal system, they need to be strong to fire all of that up, whether you're doing short distance or long distance. And then what about the mental toughness to be able to handle long distance events? Is it all physical? Is it all mental? Or is it a combination of both? Great question. And if I ask you this question, if you are planning on doing a long distance uh, physical event, like climbing a big tall mountain, doing a full marathon, doing an Ironman, riding a bike ride for 500 kilometres or seven days, or some of those, those bike rides go for a very long time now. Uh, how much of that is physical and how much of that is mental? So if I'm going to train somebody for an endurance event, do I have to train their brain as well? Do I have to make sure that their brain can handle anything that comes along, not just their body? So the reason I'm asking all those questions it's, there seems to be a headspace of train people for the event. And you'll often, I'll ask the question, fit for what? So if I need to, if you want to run a marathon, you need to be fit enough to run 42.2 kilometers. If you want to go on a mountain hike and it's over three days, you've got to be fit enough to be able to handle three days of pressure on your body. For somebody like me who's got an enormous garden now and I love going out there for five, six, seven, eight hours, I have to have the endurance to be able to lift heavy, push hard, and I go at an intense level of activity. I have to be able to do that for a long time. So is that endurance? So my, my headspace is always, and I'm always asking questions because I would like everybody to be as fit and strong as they need to be for what they want to do. I have a very different headspace now because here's the question. Do we get people fit and strong so they can go and do their event or do we get people uh, doing events so they can be fit and strong? 
do we get people fit and strong so they can go and exercise or do we exercise people so that they're fit and strong? And I think there's a really interesting headspace there to consider because actual pure fitness and pure strength. So let's take every other event out of it. So no marathons, no mountain climbing, no dancing in a nightclub for hours and hours, no having a baby, no handling stress, all the things that we need to be fit and strong for. Let's take all of those off the table just for a minute and ask the question, how do I get really fit and how do I get really strong? And then my third question is, if I'm as fit, physically fit as I can possibly be, and if I'm as physically strong as I can possibly be, every muscle, ligament, tendon, joint, bone, endorphins, no, sorry, uh, endocrine system, so I've got all of those pain-killing endorphins pumping, my, uh, my brain's strong, my body's strong, is it possible that I'll be able to do all those other things? And how do I get really fit and how do I get really strong? And if I am, will I be able to do all of those other things better? So here's my next question. If I'm as fit as I can possibly be, and if I'm as strong as I can possibly be, my entire body and brain, am I more likely to be able to handle the mental toughness of running 42.2 kilometers? Would I be more likely to be able to handle, and let's say I'm climbing a mountain and it snows or it gets really windy or it gets really hot, or I get lost, would I be more likely to handle that situation if I'm as physically fit as I can be and as physically strong as I can be? If I line up at an endurance event, so the start line for a marathon or an Ironman, knowing that I'm as physically fit as I can be and as physically strong as I can be, how's my headspace going to be? Am I more likely to be able to think confidently, think mentally tough about the event that I'm about to get into? And if I go into an endurance event where I require a never give up attitude, is it possible that if I've got a really fit body and brain that I'll be able to handle that better? So do we train people for marathon? Do we train people for Ironman? Do we train people for having a baby? Do we train people for climbing mountains? Do we train people for rugby league, UFC, Olympic Games? All the different things that people need to be fit and strong for. Or do we train people to be fit and strong so that they want to go and do all those things? Because that's my next question. If I'm not very fit and if I'm not very strong, is it possible that I don't even want to exercise? If I'm not very fit and if I'm not very strong, and I'll, I'll go a bit further than that, if I, why don't I want to exercise? Is it because it's too hard and my muscles hurt and I get sweaty and it's boring and I don't like it because I'm not very fit and strong? But if I was fit and strong, would I enjoy my exercise more? Now, there's often a, Rowie, what are you talking about? Getting fit and strong is exercise, but is it? Because for most people, if I say the word exercise, they don't think of intense activity to get puffed for 10 seconds, phosphate fit. And they don't think of getting every muscle, ligament, tendon, joint in their body strong by doing a high intense heavy lift phosphate lift. They, most people, when you talk about exercise, is it possible that they think, 45-minute classes, go to the gym for an hour, go for a 30-minute plod jog, ride my bike for an hour, walk for 30 minutes. That it seems to be what people consider to be exercise, which of course there's no right or wrong there. Whatever you decide to do to move and you put your body into some kind of uh, different physical state than stopped, that seems to be called activity and or exercise. But I'm going to go to the pure physiology, anatomy and physiology of getting fit and getting strong. To get really fit, would I do that at 100% effort or would I do that at 50%? If 
I want it to be 100% fit, why would I do something at 50% effort? If I want to be at 100% strong, I want to be a 100% strong human being, would I do something at 50% effort? Now, strength is easy. If I want to get stronger, I have to overload. So if I, if I can lift 20 kilos and I keep lifting 20 kilos, I'm not going to get any stronger. So if I'm, if I'm, I'm only going to be 20 kilos strong. So that's as strong as I can be for climbing mountains, playing sport, dancing in nightclubs, having a baby. But if I keep getting stronger, and again, the question, do I want to get strong the long, slow, boring way? Is there even a way to get strong that way? Or do I want to get strong fast, which is lift as heavy as I possibly can, use as many muscles as I possibly can at the same time, keep going till I can't do any more. And when I can't do any more, just record the number. If the number is out of the phosphate system, so I've gone past my 10 seconds of intense activity, next time I'm going to increase my weight. I'm going to say that again. Keep going till I can't do any more. Not be controlled by a number. Not be controlled by I'm going to be running 42.2 kilometers so I should train for four hours or three hours or two and a half hours depending on how long you want to run marathon for. What if I got as strong as I could possibly be by doing that at 100% intense activity, get as fit as I can possibly be at 100% effort, which is sprinting what it, however I do that increase my heart rate to maximum for 10 seconds phosphate fit uh, and whether I do that by boxing or skipping or jumping or cross training or running or using soft sand for fast walking or I what well, doesn't matter obviously my respiratory system and my cardiovascular system don't know what I'm doing but if I push all of those systems to 100% efforts so I get really puffed that I, I actually can't go any longer than 10 seconds and as I always share, the beautiful part of that is for most people, the biggest excuse for not exercising, the biggest excuse for giving up on their sport, whether they're fit or strong enough or not, I haven't got time. But if I'm really fit and I'm really strong and I love how my body feels, is it possible that I actually want to go and do more stuff? Because when we get really fit and strong in the phosphate system, it's not just the physical body that works at 100%. It's the brain that has to, the overload in the central nervous system and the endocrine system, the neurotransmitters of both the brain and the body working together to find me up to work at 100% effort. It's called the fight and flight system for a reason. Because when you've got a wild animal chasing you or a wild tribe chasing you or somebody's trying to kill you, you're not going to be walking away from that situation. You're not going to be uh, slapping them softly. You're going to be sprinting or fighting with every muscle, ligament, tendon, joint in your body to save your life or save the life of the people that you care about. That's called 100% effort. So if by pure physiology, I get as fit as I can be and as strong as I can be, I have a fit, strong body, and I have a mentally tough brain, is it possible then that I can go and do all the other things that I want to do with a much better headspace? So this is where the question of endurance comes in. And I'm coming from a very personal place now because I've run multiple half marathons, I think 17, I can't actually remember, but I tried to go through my diary and count them all. I've done 21 full marathons, which technically is called an endurance event because they're long, you're running for a long time. And one of the worst things I've ever done to train for those events is to do long distance endurance training. Uh, all it does is put com compression, 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 compression forces through your joints, which is lovely because they're not, at least they're not shearing forces. But I've just got a body full of overuse injuries from just doing too much running. 
the really interesting thing is when I stopped doing long distance running and just did sprint training and heavy strength training, my marathon distance, uh, sorry, my marathon speed came down, but my enjoyment of the marathon improved because when I came to the start line, my body was really fit, my body was really strong, but I wasn't doing long distance boring training to get to the start line. I just had now four and a half or four hours to run, sorry, three and a half to four hours to run. And I enjoyed it because I had a really fit, strong body and a really fit, strong brain. And my ligaments didn't hurt. My tendons didn't hurt. Because when you do this for 42.2 kilometers, it's not just legs. Your shoulders can get sore. Your elbows can get sore. Your neck can get sore if you're running effectively. But when you've got a fit, strong body and everything's fit and strong, you can do all of that, all of it without feeling tired, sore, injured, the whole bit. Whoa. If you want to do long distance endurance events, could it just be an interesting brain change to think, am I as fit as I can be? Am I as strong as I can be? And then is the rest perhaps more mental than physical? Uh, Yes, you can run long distances and train for a marathon. But ultimately, there's going to be a point in that marathon for most people, unless you're an elite athlete, that you want to stop your body hurts or you're tired or I don't want to put anybody into that situation. I'd love everybody to, if you want to run marathon, start, finish, enjoy the whole thing. And is that more likely to happen if you're mentally tough? Because when this, when the tough time come, comes up, when the tough thing happens, you've got a mentally tough brain. And a mentally tough brain isn't scared of challenges, it loves them. That's one of my favorite quotes of all time. When the going gets tough, the tough get excited. Not scared, not I don't want to do this, but this is what I've been training for. So it's not I've got to give up because I'm tired or I've got to give up because this is hard. I'm going to go harder now because this is hard because I'm mentally tough. Now, how do we get mentally tough by plod jogging? How do we get mentally tough by walking? How do we get mentally tough if we don't overload our body, not with, with time and distance, but with intense activity? Because the phosphate system, the fight and flight system, the neurotransmitters that force our brain to change, they don't work most effectively unless you're in the phosphate system. That's what they're designed for, intense activity for 10 seconds. So if you want to do an endurance event... You could do the plod jog training. You could do the long, slow, boring training. One of the interesting uh, suggestions I was given by a top-level coach, LSD equals LSR, Rowie. Long, slow distance equals long, slow results. If you want to run marathon, get as fit as you possibly can and sprint train so that when you rock up at the start line, you can go hard knowing that your body's really fit and your body's really strong. So none of this is right or wrong, and I don't. I'm, all I'm asking you personally is regardless of the information that you've been given about anything, whether it's endurance training or flexibility or warm-ups or strength training or food or life, and that's what Romax is all about, how to be healthy, fit and strong, how to have a career or business that you love, how to be financially free and how to have great people in your life. We've all been given information about all of those things and a lot of those things that we believe to be true, I question constantly and when you go digging and when you think logically, and when you think with common sense, and when you ask more questions than, oh, I just believe that because that's what I've always believed. And, I've, and I, get, I get that because I used to do that. Whether it was politics or religion or exercise or food, I had an opinion, I believed my opinion, and I just regurgitated my opinion. Sadly, 
Uh, usually my opinion was somebody else's opinion that I was regurgitating, that I was vomiting. It wasn't even my ideas. I just believed people who I thought were impressive. And now that I've been studying and researching and analysing everything, I question everything. And that's all I'm asking you to do. If you're an exercise professional, and of course if you're a parent, a teacher or a coach, I'm sure you're doing this already, analyse, research, ask questions. And the two big questions are why and how. Why would I do that and how does it work? And that's when I stop doing long distance running for marathon training. Why would I do long distance running and wear out my body for a long distance event? How does that work? It's long, slow plod jogging. I'm going to get really fit, really strong and have a body that's ready to go. So whatever it is that you want to do, and particularly if you want to do an endurance event, because it might be on your list of things to achieve in your lifetime. I want to run a marathon or I want to do an Ironman or I want to climb a mountain. I live in the South Island of New Zealand where people hike for days on end. If you want to prepare for a hike to go through tall mountains, dangerous situations, would it be a really good idea to rock up at the start of that hike with a physically fit, as fit as you can possibly be body, as strong as you can possibly be body, and most importantly, a very strong brain so that there, if there ever comes a time that you want to give up, you won't because when the going gets tough, the tough get excited. And how do you get tough? Is it by 100% effort? or 50% half effort. I'm the 100% girl that wants to be tough and strong for long. So I can live my life to the max. How about you? Super duper doo, how are you? I want to be fit and strong for long so I can do long stuff and be fit and strong. Woohoo!